Hi, I'm Taryn Winterbrill, host of Bestseller TV on C-Suite Radio. On this show, I sit down with leading business authors to find out what makes their books stand out from the crowd. With thousands of new business books and titles being published each year, we try to make it just a little bit easier for you to decide which ones are worth the read. Thanks for listening. This podcast is part of the C-Suite Radio Network, turning the volume up on business. Hi, everybody, and welcome to Bestseller TV. I'm Taryn Winterbrill. We're here with Lou Diamond. He's the author of Master the Art of Connecting. It's wonderful to have you with us. Thanks for having me here today, Taryn. Congratulations on the book. It's your first one. Oh, thank you. Very good stuff. Um, you know, something struck me from the beginning, Lou. Uh, reading along and you said, while I had a career in sales that had been lucrative at times, I wasn't satisfied that I was connecting all of my dots. And it got me thinking, why is, you know, being in a lucrative career, why is the sale not enough? Why was connecting the dots so important? You know, when you, you've had a successful career, and I worked on Wall Street for a while, and uh, the environment was pretty choppy in the middle 2007, 2008, obviously, was a, a tough piece. Um, interestingly, in what I did in my work, I was actually very, very busy um, and did very, very well in the beginning part. Uh, but meanwhile, things were changing around me, the environment, the rules, the regulations. So doing the work I was doing, it was not a fun place to be. Uh, in addition, yeah, I was helping to close some business and do some very big trades, but it wasn't really satisfying me. Um, and I felt like I actually wasn't really connecting either with the customers I was doing business with or really with myself. And part of the thing that I wanted to do was to do just more than what that space was. I felt that there was something much bigger that I could actually be contributing, not only to myself, but to the world. And what I actually started to do when I was trying to figure this out was I actually uh, worked with a business coach. I was trying to figure out what I wanted to be when I grew up. Right. And in working with that coach, I was fascinated by what she was doing. And that actually led me down a path towards wanting to become a coach where I got certified to do so. And this was all while I was working on Wall Street. And along the way, I started to realize that the gift that I had in helping people to draw out how they can connect with people was something that required coaching to do and my natural talent of connecting with people. And that sort of led me out of that to do something much more valuable, which was to really help people increase their business, improve who they are, and actually grow their own world in doing so. For successful companies, though, you felt like there was so much more to attain despite ha getting the sale, making the deal. You felt that there was so much more that, was, know, that should be a part of it? Yeah, when you think of a sale, I always think of, uh, you know, that sale is, is too, it shortchanges truly what salespeople do. Um, if you're just there and you go to a CVS and you want to go buy, you know, something off the counter there, yeah, you have a relationship with the person at the counter, but you're not having a deep, meaningful relationship with this person. And that connection is just a simple transaction. And that's really what the sale is. Mm -hmm. uh, unfortunately, we haven't had great vocabulary in business to define how people transact with one another and establishing long-standing relationships with people. So a sale was just that point of transaction. It wasn't understanding what the business was about helping to develop a strategy with that client. Look out for that client's particular needs so that when you connect with that client, you're doing more than just one sale. You're setting up for a series of sales. You're setting up for a long-standing relationship with that client that's going to be way more profitable, way more valuable. And in the process, you're learning all about your client and their business, and they're learning a ton about you. Right. So you're both gaining and giving to one another. So Lou, just to play devil's advocate for a moment, indulge me, what do you say to the CEO or the CMO who says, Lou, we're doing just fine. Our sales are you know, out of control. We don't, you know, we don't have to connect because 
you know, our numbers speak for themselves. How do you convince them that there's really so much more to attain, so to speak? I think they're probably being short-sighted in the sense that they really are connecting to the clients that they want to. Okay. Um, and maybe they're just not familiar with how they're doing it. Uh, I, I love to say that when I work with people, I work with the most amazing people and make them more amazing. And That's a good way of putting it, right? There's, there's, always, never, there's always room to be more amazing. Everyone can yeah. always improve, but I also think that people can also work on how they can connect better. Mm -hmm. um, if they're making just sales with people, just think of the potential if they really did understand what their customers were. Maybe they could fine-tune not only the number of sales that they're doing, but the type of sales they're doing. Maybe they can make more profitable transactions for their company. Maybe more importantly, they could start to get to know the best customers that they're going to have that will not just be for the short term, mm -hmm. but will set them up for success for the long term. Okay, so you talk in the book a little bit about networking versus connecting. Yeah. How do you make that transition? I like to think about when you go to one of these conferences and, you know, oh, I've, I've increased my network tremendously. Or if you went on LinkedIn and you say, I've got 2,000 uh, LinkedIn contacts right. in, in my network. Who doesn't? All right, right, exactly, right? So a network is basically kind of the people that you know. These are contacts that you know. Uh, I always think of, uh, if you remember the movie Singles a long time ago, where some guy goes to a party and he's like, I've collected 51 numbers on my phone. And the response of the guy is, he goes, these are 51 numbers of people you're never going to know, you're never going to reach, and they're not going to know who you are. Right. That's no different than getting all those business cards and increasing your network. But when you make a connection, different from networking, connecting and networking, when you connect with someone, you can deal with that you know, less is more mentality. You're focused on really working with somebody that you're going to establish a much more powerful relationship with that probably will be more profitable than all of those networks of contacts that you have. So whenever I tell people they're going to increase their network, yes, you're trying to meet more people, but what you're really striving for is to make strong, valuable connections. And that's the difference between the two. And there are people, many people, who, who are okay with the networking. It's taking that next step and yeah. getting to the next finish line of connecting and, and, and making you know, that relationship spark, so to speak. So you talk a little bit in the book about, or actually a lot in the book about, this, this idea of a connecting core. Right. Is, is, that, the, is that the trick? Is that well, the core of the core? <laughs> I, so, so I like to think of it this way. If you think about athletes, and we were talking earlier about all the different competitive athletes out there, there's yeah. some that are natural and they go out there, and whether they practiced or not, they might be better than anybody else. Yet we know that the best of that group, when they do train and when they get in shape and when they're physically fit, and when it comes to physically fit, they're strengthening their physical core of their game. And they're working on that skill. They become literally the best of what they can do. When it comes to connecting, that's exactly true as well. We like to think of it that maybe there are certain people who are more natural to go connect to people than others. But if you actually work on the way that you connect to people and improve and strengthening your connecting core and these core muscles on the way you can do it, the abilities of how you can really establish strong relationships quickly, and it raises the bar for that type of relationship. So when you think about the connecting core, it's at the essence of how master connectors actually are able to be successful. And there's a, a portion of the book where you talk about being ready to connect. Mm -hmm. Would you say, though, starting from square one, that person has to be ready? You have to, to want to connect? Yeah. Uh, if we go back to when you want to go to the gym and get in shape, right? It's yeah. that first thing, like, I, I want to feel good, I want to look good, and I know that I'm, that personal trainer might tell you, you've got to strengthen your core. Mm -hmm. It's the same thing that I end up coaching a lot of the leaders I work with and having them understand exactly what they want to do. Do they want to grow their business? Do they want to extend um, how they connect with their customers, grow the existing relationships and the sales they have. And in some instances, it might mean going out and making new connections that they've never had before. They have to want to be willing to do that and to either help their own business, 
to help themselves personally in their own personal lives, and actually in the way that they're facing off as, as the way they want to represent themselves in the world, that's actually the level that you have to ask yourself, am I ready to connect? Yeah, you have to, it's just like going to the gym, to use your analogy, you have yeah. to be ready to put the work in. You exactly. have to be ready to work out this core. Um, we'll get to, to that connecting core in a moment, but something at the beginning of the book also that struck <laughs> me, Lou, which I loved, is you have a very unique way that you view people in the world. And I think you, you did it to me, you said, as soon as you walk in, you put them in a, let me just get this right, a bubble type of graphic organizer. Did I say that right? Yeah, it's, it's as okay. best as we can describe Translate. what it is. <laughs> so uh, when I meet people, and if I just saw someone running down the street, they would look like a regular person. Mm -hmm. uh, but once I actually attempt to try to get to know this person, I actually see them as if there's a bubble around them. The way to think of it is when you see someone that's almost larger than life, that everyone is drawn to and everyone when they walk in, it's not that they're the life of the party. There's something about them that's almost magnetic that pulls people to them. Take that image to another level. Whenever I see anybody, I'm looking at that person visually. It's as if there's a globe around them and the different clouds that surround them are all the different assets that make up who they are from how I know them or as I start to get to connect with them, what are these things that make them up? It might be what school they went to, where they're from, what they like. Um, where their hometown is, the things that they do. It could be their profession. And I seem to be a very visual person. I have lots of brands and logos and images that'll come up. If this is someone that I haven't seen in a long time, I might have seen them on Facebook and seen their family images. And these images almost will circle around them like assets in their own little globe in their world. The difference though is that when I'm looking at a person like this, I'm actually looking at their world and saying, how can I make their world bigger? How can I make their world better? Who do I need to connect them to to improve their situation? That's how I view the world. And I'm always trying to look at someone's sort of their orb, if you would, in their world and figure out how I can add to that. Why discuss, why write about, why take the time to discuss this idea? There actually were two reasons why I wrote the book. Uh, the first was I actually had a client that I was working with who came to me and couldn't get over the way that I view the world in this bubble way and thought that I needed to share that with everybody. And the other side of it was that I've spoken to lots of people, even in that example you were talking about to a CEO who says, well, I'm doing plenty of sales, why do I need to connect? There's a lot of people that don't appreciate the power of truly great connections and how not only that helps to grow your business, it helps to grow you as an individual, help to grow your team. From a company perspective, connecting it's actually growing the brand of your company. So people understanding the value of how important it is to connect that was a message that I wanted to get out to people and understand that that's something that they should focus on. And the target audience, Lou, would you say, is this for the individuals, for the company, both? It started out mostly for um, leaders and top performers. And interestingly, as I've written it, and lots of people in different walks of life and business have found it to be very valuable in their line of work. And individuals from their personal perspective and how they're handling their personal lives, their relationships, their friendships, dealing with family members, there's components of that that are great, so it turns out it can go to anybody, and that's, that's actually kind of nice that we're able to carry those two ideas over. So I'm just curious, how do you use the, you know, the tenets in this book in your everyday life? What do you do now? You said you were on Wall Street, you mentioned you're a coach, you mm -hmm. speak. So I run a company called Thrive, and as I said, I work with the most amazing people and make them even better. And we will help the leaders of small companies maybe come up with their vision and how to better connect to potential investors or to potential new clients. Mid-sized companies to work with their sales initiative and how they can better connect with new customers and to close more business. 
And I do a lot of speaking and, uh, to larger companies and other organizations, really to help them grow. I'd say I work mostly with the C-suite executives and helping them improve who they are. And connecting is just one of the components that I do from having a y years of consulting and sales from all these big companies, being able to take a lifelong lesson of learning mm -hmm. of how companies actually work and how to best connect is really, I guess, where I start everything off with and helping people kind of draw that out of them to help them grow. Right. So we mentioned the connecting core and they're all, there are these muscles related to flexing, to flexing that core. But what about the, the people out there that are introverts? You know, they're not good in social situations. They're great workers, but this idea of networking, let alone connecting, scares them. Yeah. How do you get, you know, how do you break through that? You know, it becomes the, the bigger challenge is, look, there are some people, like we said, who are more akin to actually going out and want to connect with people. And then there are those that are definitely a little bit more reserved. And, you know, one of the components of the connecting core is having a fearless mindset. And a lot of what it is is some of those people are more introverts is they don't really want to go out there because it's out of their comfort zone, and that is difficult. But just in the spirit of growing yourself, even if it's just to increase your small world to get out there, whether it's to get a new job, to look into new opportunities, it might even be in some cases to find other partners or other people to do business with, this is a leap that you have to do. You're going to have to connect to people at some form or fashion. You can't just stay inside all the time. It becomes more challenging. However, it's coachable. And understanding what those things are uh, is really the key. If you, if you face these fears and move through it, and through some of the other muscles that you go through, um, the other one uh, that I could address right now is, is being authentic. Uh -huh. And even if you are naturally introverted, other introverts actually like that about people, and people appreciate them for that part. You can still make a connection that way. You might not be that person that has that stereotypical view of, oh, that's the guy that handles sales or represents the company. That doesn't matter. You can still connect one-on-one -on -one or one on a few and still have just as powerful an impact in making that connection. Yeah, I like it because when you talk about flexing these muscles, the main muscles of the connecting core, it's really appealing to all types of people and how sort of everybody can do this, you know, but you have to put the work in. Yep. You have to be ready, be, be willing to dive in. There is an anecdote in the book, Lou, that I enjoyed uh, when you talk about the bubble type of graphic organizer and you talk about this moment in an airport. Yep. It really, it was a great sort of setup for the, for the genesis of the book. So it, it actually was a story where I was actually in a plane and I was actually heading to a conference, and there were two people that I was trying to introduce. And they didn't know one another, and they literally were sitting as far away as you are from I am. And I was delayed. And this was before the age of cell phones um, or any type of ways of getting the communication to them. So there they were waiting to connect. Two absolutely unbelievable, powerful individuals in their own fields. And they didn't know one another. And it never occurred to them to start making conversation and we always joke about the fact, what would have happened if I didn't eventually get there? I turned out to be 30 minutes late, and both of them were just sitting there waiting. In the airport? It, uh, this was on the airport at a, at a restaurant not too far from the airport. Right. I eventually come in and landed and couldn't believe that the two of them were sitting next to each other, and they never bothered to start to break the ice to have a conversation, something that I naturally would have done, do, that I do as a, as a connector. Mm -hmm. And what was so unbelievable was after we connected and we all three of us got together, I had great relationships with both these people. Um, they have now had a business relationship for over 10 years wow. uh, from really establishing it because uh, the three of us together got together in what the book highlights as the gold zone. It's the area where great connections and great opportunities take place. Putting those master connectors together, if you would, in that 
Venn diagram across the three of us. Right, I was about to ask you what the what the gold zone is, and there's so many just little nuggets that are just really important in terms of this connecting core and flexing those muscles. You talk about your super why. Yep. What, what does that mean? Why is it super? <laughs> <laughs> the super why, as I told you before, look, I was put on this planet to work with the most amazing people and make them more amazing. That's living and breathing my why every single day. Waking up to it, knowing that's why I, I'm here on this planet, right? I was not connecting the dots when I worked on Wall Street and recognized I needed to be in a better forum to really work with great people to do this just outside of the realm. And that's what I did. So I took the leap to go do that and I'm, I am working with incredible companies at all different levels in all different industries to really help them grow. And I'm living and breathing my super why every day and I want other people to do that too. Can you mention sort of any real life uh, instances of this idea of mastering the art of connecting that we can all relate to? You know, I think it, it's, it's easy to take certain examples of what master connectors look like. A lot of people think of uh, great agents who, who help bring great talent to, to, to different companies or people hire people when you think of great headhunters. Uh, one of the things I highlight in the book talks about what went on in, uh, in Silicon Valley with uh, the creation of Jim Clark, Mark Andreessen, and John Doerr. Uh, from a VC, uh, a very successful founder, uh, man on, uh, in Silicon Valley, and Jim Clark, and Mark Andreessen, the founder of Netscape. And that's actually how Netscape came to be, the three of them getting together in that space of the gold zone. It happened incredibly fast from all their great connections and, and relations together. But those strong connections have yielded so much more from that because they each have fed off one another. Mark Andreessen now has his own venture capital fund mm -hmm. that he helps invest in. And there's been so many other businesses from having connections with these people right. and then bringing those together. I love that example because it spawns so much of the successful uh -huh. companies that come from that area. Yeah, so it's a lot about synergy. And just to mention the airport example, do you ever think mm -hmm. if, you do mention, if, they, if, they, if you hadn't, let's say your plane Never, you know, what if what if it was delayed and they left? You know, what could have been? You said they've been working together they've for had, ten years now. They've had a relationship for ten years, yeah. and it's not only ten years, and it's not all the money that they've made together. Right. It's how much they've grown together as a relationship. They themselves have become great connectors, not only to themselves but also to the clients that they've both represented yeah. on both sides. They've been references for one another. They've helped others at each company work for each other's company, all from that one strong connection from that, that one they connection, have. right. It's like what they learned from you know, the action of their connecting, how they've then applied that to the rest of their exactly. lives, which is it's, terrific. It's, it seems silly, but from what I said in the beginning is that if you really help people understand the power of connecting, you're mm -hmm. changing the world. Yeah. And you're helping other people connect to other people there. And that's where we start. Well, Lou, I just want to say thank you because you make the art of connecting very easy. It's very user friendly. It's just a terrific guide for anyone who's scared or kind of petrified of the art of networking, connecting. Um, and it's very applicable to real life in addition to business life. So bravo. It's a great read. Hey, thanks. And thanks for having me today. Thanks for coming. And if you'd like more information on the book, just go to our website. It's csweetbookclub.com. That's c-sweetbookclub.com. I'm Taryn Winterbrill. Thanks for watching. We'll see you next time right here on Bestseller TV. Like what you just heard, visit c-sweetradio.com. C-Suite Radio, turning the volume up on business. This podcast is a part of the C-Suite Radio Network. For more top business podcasts, visit c-suiteradio.com.